Welcome back to the Wolf of Queen Street podcast series. Welcome back to the audio podcast or the video series if you join us today. Before we get into the show, just a shout out to my sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Job Search QLD, the number one platform for online practice job interviews with real industry professionals. If you suffer from nerves or struggle to effectively communicate your value, articulate your skills, experience or achievements, then Job Search QLD is here to assist. You can find them on jobsearchqld.com. That is jobsearchqld.com. But back to this, uh, today to the show, and today I'm joined by Stuart Gold, the project and content director of Syndio, and someone that I met online about a handful of months ago, and I reached out to him and said, hey dude, I love what you're doing on social media, I love what you're doing specifically on your YouTube channel and your content creation, can we have a chat and you take me through some of the experiences of launching a YouTube channel and how to do it effectively. And since then, I've called Stuart my mentor and he's helped me take my YouTube from sort of novice level up the next rank of the ladder and has seen a drastic change to my business and my brand from that. And I just want to say thank you, Stuart, and welcome to the show. You're welcome, man. And thanks for having me. Beautiful intro yet again. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here. No, um, thanks so much, Stuart. And as I said to everyone listening at the moment, you know, um, out there is, uh, you run, I think it is two successful YouTube channels at the moment, one English-based and one um, foreign-based, Indonesian-based, because you actually speak the language, which is a quite um, unique niche for yourself. And both of them offer two different things. But fundamentally, what I've noticed and been under your mentorship is there's certain things that you have to follow on YouTube. There's certain a to Z's, doesn't matter what your content is, but there's certain A to Z's that you follow when you start, or when you load, and whatever else you go through that makes an effective YouTube channel over months and months and months. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've found with, with the two channels that I'm focusing on at the moment that yep. I've had for a few years now, um, they're, they're completely different in the way I grow them and the way that I mm-hmm. kind of structure those channels, the way I produce videos, the type of videos that I'm creating. They're very different. They're very, they're completely different. These two channels, you know, one, my audience is Indonesians. Um, It's entertaining. So I'm entertaining my audience. It's quite funny. It's humorous. And then I've got my business channel, which is very much just me being solutions oriented. Mm -hmm. So I'm just providing solutions to my audience and they're just completely different. And, And the way I grow them and structure them are just completely different. When I first got into it, I was like, nah, this is easy. Growing a YouTube channel is simple. Like you just post good videos and you do it consistently. But you know, over time you realize you you start understanding the analytics. Yeah. And you start understanding what your audience wants. You start understanding how YouTube works, you know, the the back end of YouTube. Yep. And you realize that there's a lot more to it than what people say or what you hear from people's videos. There's a whole there's a whole strategy behind it. And and depending on your channel, that strategy varies. So it's a very interesting kind of environment. And I've just been fortunate to have two channels, which are relatively, relatively big. Um, and then I've been working with some of my clients. So mm-hmm. I work with a lot of small businesses, um, local businesses. And because of this whole you know, COVID situation, a lot of these businesses are forced into a digital transformation. Yep. And YouTube has been a key to grow their brands. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just a local brand, you know, they're, you know, they're just focused, say, in Taringa or Auckland. Yep. YouTube is a huge leverage point for them because they can grow their brand, they can educate their audience, and they can build up their authority and stand out as a market leader. So YouTube's been 
it's been really it's been a really interesting journey just working with different channels and different clients and kind of seeing how we can leverage a YouTube to grow their brand. So it's been pretty cool. <laughs> It is, it is pretty amazing when you see a channel take itself and it grows and it passively grows and we'll get into passive growth later on, but it's from someone going, hey, I'm just going to put something out there and all of a sudden the, the, the cog starts turning slowly and the cog starts turning more and more and more and that comes with time with the channel. But before someone gets into that point and something I wanted to raise to you is, and you spoke about it a little bit at the moment, is hmm. anyone that's listening right now that doesn't have a channel or it's in their minds and because of, like you said, COVID, um, COVID this year, and they pushed into this direction of YouTube mm. is, what is the most important thing you would say to anyone, brand, business, individual, um, they have to think about before they get started on day one on a YouTube or yep. week one or month one? What is the most important things you would say from your experience for them to go down and go, this is what you've got to put on paper or put in your mind before you get started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, with YouTube, first of all, I think everyone should be on YouTube. If you're growing a personal brand, if you've got a company, you've got a business, you're a sole trader, whatever it is, if you're growing some kind of brand, you need to be on YouTube. You need to start leveraging video and YouTube's just the biggest channel to do that. It's the second largest search engine in the world next to Google, which owns YouTube. Um, so when you're first getting started with YouTube, uh, with our clients, we always say, you know, what do you want to achieve with your YouTube video? Do you want to educate your audience? Do you want to be, you know, solutions oriented? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be a bit of, bit of a personality? Um, you know, are you going to build a following because of who you are, the character that you've built? Or is it because you're just going to be, like I said, education focused? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it is more just education, um, but it can also be education and uh, entertainment at the same time. But I always ask, who's your audience? So understand who your audience is before you get started. You know, what, what issues are they struggling with? Uh, what problems are they facing? And can you build um, your channel around that? For example, we have a client that's a roofer and we just got them into YouTube because it's a great platform for them to educate their audience locally. Now, what I mean by that, what they do is they build videos like um, create videos that are like how to find a leak in your flat roof mm -hmm. or how to find mold in your basement and just videos like this that they can share across different platforms different social media channels and um, their email list they can send it via email just to yep. uh, their audience and it's just building that credibility that authority and they're showing people how to do it themselves and so when you're first getting started kind of going back to your question is yeah just understand who your audience is understand what you want to achieve long term with your channel because it does take time and it does depend on what you want to achieve. Do you want to build a brand? Do you want to build a following? Do you just want to create videos that educate your audience? Um, do you want to grow your subscription list? Do you want to build up views? Do you want to monetize your channel? You've got to understand what you want to create then understand who your audience is. Um, and then yeah, really get started with just producing content. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You look at all my videos in the past and they're terrible. <laughs> they're not good. They're not good. And um, so, yeah, you've, you've got to realize that it's a journey. Yep. You've got to get started. Your videos are going to be terrible. They just are. And, and then they're just going to get better. They're just, you're going to grow. You're going to realize what works and what doesn't work. And you're going to realize how your audience responds mm -hmm. to your videos. Um, so getting started, understand your audience, understand what you want to achieve long term and build a plan that's going to last, you know, 
12 months to two years and you just need to be consistent. One video a week, two videos a week, but do that for a goal of say 12 months yep. to two years, three years. It's, it's a long journey. So um, yeah, I hope that kind of answers your question. <laughs> I, I, I totally does. You know, there's so much, there's so much knowledge, um, you know, you put into that and to anyone that's listening at the moment and there's a few things that Stuart mentioned, uh, you know, uh, going through that, talking about of, of growth of subscribers and so forth. If there's anything we don't cover on the episode you're listening today, just to let you know right now, we are going to do another one in three months time and take it from this level to the next level. So if you're listening to the show right now and you're going, great, I'm going to follow these steps that we're talking about. In three months time, we're going to come back and tell you on the next level and the next step from anything we didn't cover today. So don't throw your, whatever you, you don't throw your pen at the screen or whatever you're listening to at the moment going, I need to know more. We'll cover as much as we can and we're going to do more in three months time so don't stress about that that means you've got to come back and support us that's a great way to do that yes, you do. um but one thing i must say with with yourself Stuart, and to anyone that's listening um as Stuart said is understanding your audience that was i think a biggest mistake i personally made on my youtube right my youtube's been running since episode 14 of my podcast series i'm on episode 57 going into episode 58 so i've done uh, excuse my math, 43, 44 episodes. I've done a few other videos that weren't podcast related as well. So let's say 50 for a round number. Up until maybe 10 episodes ago when I got Stuart on board is I was producing my content in a way that I thought, me personally thought, my audience wanted. I produced it and um, put it out there. I used the description, um, the tags and everything that I thought I thought they would wanted to do it. And there was slow, subtle growth as most YouTube channels get. You get, you know, 50 views here, 100 views there. It grows daily by 5, 10, or 20 views passively. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, this is hard work. <laughs> um, I'm producing a lot of video and a lot of content, and, you, and, and, it's, and it's, it hits the ego a little. You go, and, you know, I'm putting out there. I'm interviewing some, um, to me, I'm interviewing some big names and what I, you know, and I think celebrities. So I thought, hey, the, the viral there should be something viral about the people should come to me and just actually watch it. And going through with Stuart, um, he pretty much said to me, I think one of the big things was like, does it matter on the content? Uh, firstly, the content is important along mm. the path, but the con on YouTube, the content is sort of the third or fourth step. Most important is what you do with the content when you load it, what your naming is, what your descriptions is, and understanding that sort of, caliber within youtube because like you said it's a secret it's the second biggest search option outside of google which owns youtube mm -hmm. so you've got to understand which was the mistake i was making is how do people search and what do they search for as your customer so that was one of the greatest things so i just step back and go okay i run a podcast series a podcast brand i interview top um, entrepreneurs and we mm -hmm. talk about these different niches in these different spaces so for people in my space, my audience, this is what they would search for and this is what they would look for. Mm. Therefore, I reverse engineered that and started bringing that into my videos and into the way I loaded my videos and how I communicated my videos. And not to be weird, the month I didn't have Stuart, I did 500 views in the month. That was about three or four months ago. The month I got Stuart on board, I did 5,000 views in that month. So that's a 10 times growth and it wasn't producing more content. It was just implementing these steps. And I'm guessing Stuart, this is something you talk to a lot of people about. And like, as you said, is having a real understanding of your audience and in reverse engineering that into your videos. 
And if I just jump in there, also, like you said about uh, Google and YouTube, so mm. you kind of have to understand the platform itself as well. So for example, with Google, Google's intention is to satisfy the user's intent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so think about your audience and think about the search queries that they're putting in onto Google or other search engines. So they could be typing in, you know, how to, um, how to make a video ad, how yeah. to create a logo. So this is from an educational channel. I'm thinking about what my users or my viewers, my audience are typing into search engines. Because mm -hmm. what Google's going to do is try and satisfy that user's intent by pushing video content. Now with your video content on YouTube, you'll find that if you're in the education niche and you're providing solution-oriented videos, then you'll start appearing in Google search for when people, and because Google's pushing video more, video's just more engaging than anything else. Um, so it's just natural for Google to start pushing more video content. And then YouTube itself is more driving watch time. Yep. So Google, the platform, the, the search engine, they satisfy the user's intent. And then YouTube is to drive watch time. They want people to stay on YouTube as long as possible because mm -hmm. that's how they make their money. Um, you know, people watching ads and they're making money, YouTube. So think about how you can retain your audience. Think about the type of topics that are going to retain, um, that are going to be interesting to your audience. And also it's important to note that don't be discouraged when you're producing content and you're only getting a couple of views or maybe a hundred views a month on one particular video because they compound okay mm -hmm. with educational videos for example with one of our channels because each video is very tailored to a specific solution my audience won't come back a lot of the times they won't come back and watch another video because all the videos are completely different in terms of the solutions they provide so someone might want to make a video ad so they watch that video but then they don't want to know how to install a facebook pixel on their website because they don't care about that so with that kind of channel, you see the growth long-term. Mm -hmm. You produce a video at the start of the year, towards the middle of the year or the end of the year, you see the compounding effect happen. And you start seeing your past videos rank higher and start seeing more views, start getting suggested more um, and start appearing higher in search results on YouTube and on Google. So it's, yeah, it's important to know that depending on your type of channel, again, if you're entertainment, um, so your channel, for example, Lawrence, is entertaining and it's educational. Yep. So people follow you because you're a personality and you've got that brand. Um, so people will come back and keep watching your content. So you'll notice most of your views in the first week. Yep. Whereas my educational one, I'll see most of my views in, say, three months mm -hmm. because mine are focused on a particular solution. Same with my Indonesian channel. Yep. Again, I see all my views basically in the first week because it's entertaining, you know? As soon as a video is posted, my audience is like, cool, new video from Stuart, let's watch it right away. And they watch it kind of in the next couple of days. Um, whereas it doesn't really see much growth later on down the track. So that, yeah, it's, it's kind of understanding how YouTube works, these different platforms and the type of content that you're producing. Yep. So don't be discouraged if you're producing content and you're only getting a couple of views because long-term down the track, those are going to compound and your channel will grow. So um, just be aware of that. Just, just keep being consistent and producing content and you will get better at producing content. So 
Yeah, uh, um, that's a great point. You're talking about the compounding of the views, you know, to anyone listening at the moment is so when you start a channel and you do one video and two videos and three videos and irrespective of the view numbers, it doesn't feel like it's getting somewhere because you might get 10 views, 20 views a day or 50, or you might even get five views or 5,000 views depending on your, your journey. But as a stewardess says, is as you start getting to a level that you got eight videos, 10 videos, 12 videos, and 15 videos, and you six months down or 12 months down, if you're doing a video every week, six months down, you've got 26 videos. Each one of those videos, if they're still only, if they're still only doing five to 10 a day, but now you've got 26 videos. So mm. now all of a sudden your channel has gone from doing five to 20 views a day to 200 to 400 views a day. Mm. And, you know, so there's that slow compounding effect. And I know a lot of friends that I have, they've got YouTube channels and you look at their videos and they might have like 200 videos or 300 videos and you, and you look at their YouTube channel and you go, but that video's only got 50 views. That video's only got hundred views. But mm-hmm. when you look mm-hmm. at it as an effect on mm-hmm. across the hundred videos, they, they, they get mm-hmm. 10 views a day on each video and that makes it all of a sudden they're getting thousands of views. And that's the yeah. compounding effect on a channel overall. Which drives, Absolutely. which which pretty much drives you as a either drives you as a new channel to be able to come monetize, where most people are chasing these days, or as an ex, or if you're already a monetized brand, it drives further traffic towards ads and therefore allows you to make money on top of your brand. Mm, and so, one thing I wanted to come back into there's there's mm. three things I, I wanted to still cover off, and they was talking about getting people's attention by the thumbnails. I'm also talking about this chasing of subscribers and monetize. But I first wanted to talk to you about sort of the thumbnail being outside of the description, the thumbnail being obviously the most important thing people visually see. What's your thoughts and insights around the thumbnail? Yeah, absolutely. So thumbnails are extremely important. Um, I'm working with someone at the moment and I hope they're not going to watch this. Their thumbnails are terrible, <laughs> terrible, but they're working on them and they're yeah. getting, and again, I said, look, that's fine. It's part of the learning process. You're going to fail. You're going to produce mm-hmm. bad thumbnails and you're going to get better over time. But thumbnails are interesting because it's, it, you've got to look at your click through rate. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, how many views is your video, is your thumbnail getting and how many people are clicking onto that thumbnail. So mm-hmm. if you've got a hundred people scrolling on YouTube and they see your video, but they don't click it. So a hundred people, but then 10 people click on your thumbnail, then that's a 10% click through rate. So that's yep. relatively high and that's quite good. Mm-hmm. So that number is really important because with that number, you can identify which thumbnails are working and watch which thumbnails aren't because your thumbnails are going to determine who's going to click on your videos. Are they captivating? Are they compelling? Do they attract people to click mm-hmm. on your thumbnail? And again, you just, you realize, again, it's based on your audience. Yep. They will show you, they will show you through the analytics um, what is a good thumbnail based on your click-through rate. And it's really easy to see that on your back end. So if you've got a high click-through rate, then your thumbnail is great. If it's low, consider changing your thumbnail or structuring it diff- differently yep. or changing the theme. And again, it's a long-term process. So um, thumbnails are important because, I mean, even if you've got bad content, content. so if your video is not the greatest, but you've got an amazing thumbnail and people click on it, you can actually start trending on thumbnails. Firstly, really important. And then next to that, mm-hmm. you've got um, the content itself. So obviously you want to produce good content, but yep. thumbnails is really where your um, journey starts for your audience. 
Mm-hmm. You're going to click the thumbnail, then they're going to watch your content. So yeah, so definitely um, producing amazing content is equally as important as producing an amazing thumbnail. So that's that image yep. um, that displays over your video. Um, yeah, so that's extremely important. You know, as Stuart said, hopefully a, a customer isn't uh, listening or going to watch this. Um, I'll put my hand up and saying um, I had, I thought I had good thumbnails three months ago. I thought I had great thumbnails three months ago. Again, my opinion of what I thought my audience wanted. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. In the YouTube world, um, sorry for people who have big egos and care and learn to look at yourself. It does not matter what you think about your content and you think about your audience. It All has fundamentally audience. 150% about what your audience wants. Yes, and, um, and I've gone to change my thumbnails um, over the last couple of months. I haven't done them all. I just haven't had the time and starting to see the effect of it. Doesn't mean, as Stuart has said, is you've got to understand your click-through rate. So you've got to understand of what's the thumbnail, how many people are clicking on it, and you know, uh, from there. So it doesn't mean that I've changed my thumbnail, that I've resolved my problem. If I change my thumbnail, it might go that my click-through rate has gone from 1% to 2%, which is cool. I've doubled my click-through rate, but 2% is still pretty low. So I might then have to go, okay, I'm going to try another version. And that's why you'll see brands, effective brands, every couple of months, you'll see a different version of the thumbnail because they'll be testing what is getting a higher percentage of clicks. So pretty much what is an inverted commas to anyone that's um, listening on the audio, what is the clickbait best thumbnail that can get people into my video? Irrespective of what the content quality is, but how am I going to hook someone on, hook that fish to click on my button? Absolutely. And brands have to be effective and going, hey, I've got a good thumbnail. And then every couple of months going, how do I get it better? How do I get it better? How do I make it more effective? You know, if you, as famous as Joe Rogan, you can put a photo up there, you know, of his ass and it doesn't make a difference because people know him and that sort of stuff. But as a small startup channel is you've got to see how you can be one step ahead of the other person going, if I'm delivering this content, how can you see me easier over the other person and be more effective? Absolutely. Great point. Mm. Um, And so to get into the next thing is everyone that's going to start a YouTube channel or is on that sort of path is the first things I can imagine you get it. I get it from people that I talk to and go, Lawrence, how do I I grow subscribers? Uh, You know, how do I grow subscribers? How do I become monetized? I know Stuart's uh, smiling because I asked him the exact same question. I'm like, dude, how do I get a thousand subscribers? How do I become monetized in like three months or six months? And and I know the first thing that Stuart said to me, firstly, it doesn't take three to six months. Unless you're famous and you're lucky, it takes 12 to 18 months. Realistically, you know, it's closer to the 18 month mark if you start up on a new channel to get that mark. But I'd love to know your thoughts of telling new channels, you know, mm. oh, they always go, how do I get subscribers quickly? How do I, how do I chase that quickly? And yeah. I, know, I know there was something you said to me and mm. it was just patience. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, again, consistency and patience. It's <laughs> going to take time. Like it, like anything of value will take time to, to de- develop. God, I screwed up that. Uh, anyway, uh, but anything of value takes time to yep. develop. There we go. Have it. Um, basically, yeah, don't focus on subscribers. Never. I never look at my subscriber rate because yep. I, I don't, I don't care. Like I, I focus on the views. Mm-hmm. Uh, I focus on the analytics behind my channel. Um, subscribers, aren't really relevant unless you're focusing on getting that, unless you're an entertaining channel mm-hmm. and you want to build your subscriber list um, or you want to get monetized, then you focus on getting those 1000 subscribers, which will take time. 
But remember, you don't have to just monetize, monetize your channel through AdSense, which is when YouTube starts paying you. You can monetize your channel so many different ways. If you're a personal brand, uh, you know, you're, maybe you're a personal trainer or you're a life coach, health coach, mm -hmm. whatever, um, you can monetize your channel before you hit the uh, 1,000 subscribers um, just through different partnerships, through affiliate links, mm -hmm. um, through just building a brand, you know, building a brand through YouTube. And that's what it's all about. If you're a personality or you're providing solid education to your audience, you're providing good quality content, then people will reach out to you and be like, hey, I saw your video about this. Um, I want to know more information about the services that you provide, or I want to join your network. I want to join your community. Um, so it's, it's all about focus more on producing good content um, and, and focusing on the, I guess the views, but focusing on just producing good content consistently and being patient. Mm -hmm. Those subscribers will come. It's all based on analytics. If you're producing consistent content, that's good. YouTube will reward you through subscribers. They'll recommend your videos to the right people and the right people will su subscribe to you. Um, but that shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should just be on producing good content. And remember, you can monetize it so many different ways. Yep. Um, and that's just another subject in itself. Um, but there's so many ways you can actually monetize your channel. For example, if you're a local business, like I said before, if they're producing solutions to, um, let's go back to the roofing example, um, how to fix a leaky roof, and a customer sees that, and they're like, wow, cool, like, I, I think I've got a leaky roof, I can't identify my leak, but I saw your video, hey, mm. can you fix it for us? Um, you know, and, or like they've posted on social media and someone's seen that video on social media and they're like, cool, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy knows what he's doing. Um, I'm going to reach out to him and ask for his services or ask for his help and they become a customer. So it's still all about just educating um, your audience and yeah, and everything else follows after that. I, I totally agree. You know, as I can say, I can speak personally from my own experience, you know, when I met up with Stuart, Driving the way, not understanding. The first time I was like, dude, I want to get more subscribers. I want to get more subscribers. How do I go out? And we, we went through my audits and we went through my changes. And every time, like I said in the beginning of the segment, he said, be patient. Just be patient. Don't worry. Just be patient. Focus on producing regular content. Do one to two pieces a week as, as, as often as you can. Get your subtle changes. Get your thumbnail changes we spoke about. Get in the naming, understanding your audience. And I started implementing these changes in an over a week. And I'm like, dude, I've done all of this. Where's, where, where's my subscribers? He's like, be patient, be patient. You know, just, just wait, um, you know. And two, three weeks later, all of a sudden, um, I started noticing that my subscriber number just slowly started ticking over without me actively pushing the content. So this was passive growth that mm. youtube started seeing my content started pushing it out more because people were starting to watch it and slowly that cock slowly started turning and i looked at it and i went or actually i think i reached out and I'm like dude i've like to my channel that's not at a thousand i was like i did like 20 subscribers in the last week and i did nothing i'm like oh my gosh how did that happen and he's like yeah that's the patience that's yeah. the slow growth that comes in there without having to that big mistake we all make in social media is call every family friend, call every mate we have and go, can you please subscribe to my channel? Mm, mm. Yes, it gives you a subscriber, but they're never going to listen or follow. So it mm. doesn't really help your analytics um, mm. at, at the long end. So actual slow passive growth is great. And now today with my channel, it's, it's, it's snowballing again. It's that whole compounding effect. It was, you know, one every couple of days growing. 
Mm. And it goes one every day, then it goes to two every day, then three every day and four every day as your channel starts going over three months, six months and 12 months. So you get the stage that there's channels that just passively grow 20, 40, 50, 100 subscribers each day. Um, but you've got to give it that time. And it's definitely, um, as you said, is producing regular content, understanding your audience and just be patient for it. Absolutely nailed it. Um, and I think, for example, yeah, focus on organic organic is is key you know that's that solid growth just focus on like you said being consistent producing great content understanding your audience understanding exactly what they want and you'll learn that over time and again it does take time so when Lawrence says you know he's seen growth already you've got to give it a year <laughs> of being consistent and doing exactly what you're doing now focusing on your thumbnails click-through rate watch time uh, focusing on producing good content consistently Consistently meaning I'm going to produce a video every Tuesday and Friday um, for the next year. Mm -hmm. That's been consistent. And then looking at your analytics over that time and you'll start seeing the compounding usually after six months to a year. All those videos will start compounding. You might have one or two videos that actually start skyrocketing. And if they do, that's great because that brings your whole channel to another level. It basically brings your base point up. Mm -hmm. So it's just focusing on producing that great content and giving it, giving it time, being patient. There's no overnight success. If you give it a year to two years, if you focus on a goal for three years, that's good. That's huge. You're going to, you're going to, um, yeah, I just can't explain how amazing it is. Like the position I'm in because I've focused on consistency. Um, yeah, the rewards are incredible in terms of your brand. Um, and everything yeah it's an it's incredible so just be consistent <laughs> no i love that student and uh, and thanks so much and just before we end off the show i just want to say one last night you know i know because i'm in contact with Stuart continuously just uh, through um, our relationship and everything else and i know the hard work he's put in and like you said you just said the three years where he is in his life today is because of the, the three years of hard work he put in and like you said is in the beginning there was nothing in the first six months you know there was all that, the challenges, the problems, the first nine months, the first 12 months that we're all going to go through. You know, like I said, I'm 18 months into my YouTube journey. I'm actually realistically only two months in my journey, the mm. two months since I've met Stuart, because this, the, the, all the time I did before that was just not, it wasn't correct and everything. So I'm actually two months into my 18 month journey to try and get there. But once we follow that, once we follow the processes and understand these basics, and then coming back later, like we said, we're going to do another session and do the next level of steps. You can take your brand so much further. You can take your audience, your business, everything you're trying to achieve on the social platform from step one to two to three to four. That, you know, further down the path, you've got a brand that is running itself passively, organically, and bringing you money when you're sitting at home and not doing anything. And that's yeah. an amazing way to run our lives in especially in the current situation we're at the moment where some of us are struggling to find work some of us are struggling to find and to do things if we've got the time to do it it's a camera it's your phone it's loading up the content it's nothing special you don't need money to do it you just need time and put it out there and follow the a to z's effectively to have mm. a successful business and brand down the path Absolutely. And it can take quicker than three years, you know, you know, three years is just what you should be focusing on, but it could happen in a year. Yep. Some people do it in six months. Um, when they start producing, if you're focusing on monetization, um, and actually getting paid from YouTube just through say AdSense. So through YouTube, then that, 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 um, you could start producing a decent amount of income 
depending on the type of channel you're again it, there's a lot of information around that as well but um yeah it, it takes time you should focus on three years but you can do it quicker um and yeah and it's yeah the rewards are amazing so yeah it's just like a business treat it like a business um it's a serious business and it can produce and scale um and yeah like like lawrence said it's residual it's passive um mm. when you're focusing on the income it's passive and it's good <laughs> right <laughs> um thanks so much to it um as we're gonna end off the show can you let our audience know you know fundamentally where they can find you or handles and so forth yeah absolutely so um i mean you can find me on linkedin uh stuart uh, h gould uh you can find me on youtube again stuart gould uh or you can find me on facebook now my business our business is cindio media again you can find us online at cindio media uh, we're based in Tauranga. Um, so yeah, reach out. I'll be happy to chat. I love this stuff. I'm honestly passionate about it. So if you just want have a few questions, happy to help. Like it's it's a really it's a really fun thing, and, and it's good fun and it's rewarding. So yeah, reach out if you like. Um, thanks so much, Stuart. And you know, to anyone else that's actually come onto the show because they on this specific episode because they're interested in YouTube, they're interested in brand and building video content and putting out these. Have a listen through it. Have a listen through it more than once and understanding it. And like I said, we'll be doing a follow-up segment later to take the next steps. Because as Stuart said, any person that's in a business, a brand, anyone that wants to be effectively educated or put something out there should be on YouTube. We should mm -hmm. all be on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then once you are on YouTube is follow some of the guidelines we've said to make it effective and let it go on. And then we, and you can grow from there. You can help so many people. You can inspire so many people. Mm -hmm. You can Absolutely. educate so many people. Mm -hmm. And literally, it doesn't cost you anything other than taking a recording from a cell phone, loading it up and following the steps. And we can change the world and we can help each other fundamentally mm -hmm. through putting content on YouTube. Agreed. But, but at the end of the day, as I always say, be safe out there. Be beautiful. Be powerful. Until next time I see you. Bye. Cheers, guys. <laughs>